Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm K.W. Taylor. Today, we're going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, Jumanji, The Next Level, as well as some things we've been doing to find joy during the pandemic. That's right, because you recently had a nice little camping getaway, right? How was that? I did, yeah. It was great. Yeah, I went down to Ohio Pile, which is state park near me and i got a yurt for the week oh wow so yeah it was really cool so it was the benefits of of camping without sleeping on the ground (laughs) (laughs) i mean obviously i did a lot of reading i did a little bit of writing which was which was good but one of the best things was just kind of being out in nature Uh Uh, i sat outside and read a lot we had a campfire my mom and i went biking a few times Uh The second time we went biking, I was like, let's go five miles out and then five miles back and that'll be 10 miles. It's good because I don't bike all that often. Mm -hmm. And we went five miles and then she was like, oh, Confluence, which is this little town nearby, is like only three more miles. Let's just go there. Oh, no. (laughs) So we did. And then uh, we got to Confluence and then she was like, let's go find a place to eat. So then we did. (laughs) So then uh, the whole trip to the restaurant that we went to and we went to it outside we just got takeout it wasn't you know uh it wasn't like open open Mm -hmm. but the whole trip was 10 and a half miles and then we had to come back so oh no oh my gosh so you did 20 some miles biking yeah oh it wasn't bad it was just my bum was hurting (laughs) (laughs) and i did some hiking which was really fun so i recharge by being outside being in nature so that was really nice yeah i i do too to a certain extent maybe not quite that much i because i don't know if i'm gonna go camping but (laughs) yeah i've been doing a lot of jogging outside i finally got brave enough to venture i'd been jogging in the springtime just in my own neighborhood but i started to get real sick of it because like there's only (laughs) so much of the same scenery i can take right so i finally was like okay i'm gonna try out my favorite nature path and see if it's not crowded enough and blah, blah. So I've been doing that and taking different routes on that same route, like going in different directions and stuff. And Mm -hmm. I also found a trail that is a little bit different. It's not connected to the same system. And it's almost always completely empty. And it runs along the Miami River. And it's really beautiful. But there's also some weird industrial stuff along it too. (laughs) So it's kind of like you're in this you're you're very close to the downtown of my city, but you're sort of tucked off the main roads. It's a it's a trail that used to be a, a railroad track. So it runs okay. through like a combination of different scenery, but it's just very, very peaceful. And um, so there's a couple different places I like to go for that. But it's just nice to go. And I sometimes are, I'm out there for a couple hours, just chugging along kind of slow, my little slow shuffle that I do <laughs> and listen to podcasts. And I've been deliberately not listening to any news-related podcasts or any Mm -hmm. political-related podcasts and only listening to comedy, mostly comedy. I'm listening to um, Office Ladies, which is the Office rewatch podcast hosted by two of the stars of The Office. (laughs) Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. And the, um, the Darkest Timeline podcast, which is mostly a community podcast with two of the stars from that. But it also does talk about COVID because Ken Jeong, whom you know and love from The Masked Singer, <laughs> indeed, is actually a licensed physician. So at the beginning of Wait, every... Wait, what? Yeah. 
I had no idea. Yeah, he mentions that on The Masked Singer sometimes. He's a. I thought he was. Just, I thought he was joking because he was on a show called Doctor Ken. No, Doctor Ken is based on his real <laughs> life because Doctor <laughs> Ken was trying was also trying to be a stand up comedian. So <laughs> yeah, he he was a practicing physician for several years, and his wife is still a doctor. But anyway, so yeah, blows your mind. But he cool. talks. Yeah, they talk about the pandemic for a little bit of every episode at the beginning with his medical expertise, but it's all very actually kind of hopeful. And then they go off for like an hour on just random comedy stuff. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> so I mostly I get that's how I get my little brief news junkie thing satisfied. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of it is all silliness. So and doing that in in conversation with being out in the woods is so soothing. It's almost meditative for me. Interesting. Even when you're listening to newsy type things? Um, yeah, but like I said, that's that's the newsiest I get right now. Yeah, I used okay. to I used to go out there like last summer when things were still the before times. I would like <laughs> load up my phone with like a ton of NPR news podcasts and just like they would still be, you know, upsetting, but it was not it was more informative and it was still relaxing because it was still being out in nature and getting informed at the same time as getting other so multitasking is very mm-hmm. useful for me but now i can't i can't do that i can't listen to any of that so it's like the darkest timeline only has like five to ten maybe 15 minutes of pandemic news at the very beginning like i said and then okay. the rest of it is just goofiness so that's all i can take right now <laughs> awesome well i just i just uh looked that up and added it cool to my podcast list so thank yeah. you you're welcome yeah, yeah it's fine i I don't always listen to stuff while I'm hiking, and I don't while I'm biking. But yeah, sometimes it's just really nice to not have anything in my ears. Like, I really did try to unplug the other week when I was camping. Like, I didn't really use my... I didn't use my iPad at all, which was dumb, because I have thousands of books on that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I only use my computer when I, when I was writing. Uh-huh. But sometimes I just really want to not have any distractions and just kind of focus on what's going on around me. But but yeah, uh, other than that, I have been listening to the Critical Role podcast a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So sometimes while I was hiking, I would, I would put that on. And that's a lot of fun because it's, it's a D&D podcast for anyone who, who's not aware. So they're just having adventures and, and that's really cool to listen to. It's, it's very fun. So I am not the sort of person who will listen to news podcasts yeah. <laughs> while I'm recreating. Yeah, that's a healthy behavior. I'm hoping to extend that habit, lack of habit, into <laughs> the the time after. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and speaking of speaking of RPG podcasts, uh, the Cast Perilous, which we covered in an early, early episode, was sort of stalled because of the pandemic, because we were recording that live, and we can't actually meet together in person. So that's been delayed a little bit, but there are episodes being produced. So hopefully at some point that will come out and you can listen to that. Yeah, that would be really cool. Keep us updated. I will. Yeah. I hope it comes back soon or you guys can find a way to to record in the now times. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) But you also just saw a fun movie recently, didn't you? I did. Yeah. I watched Jumanji The Next Level which is the most recent Jumanji movie. So the other night, my roommate and I sat down and we, we try to watch 
like keep updated on movies. She likes movies probably a lot more than I do, but I like them a lot. And usually it takes us a long time to decide on what we want to watch because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much out there. But then it's like, oh, I'm not in the mood for that. But like, I want to watch something I've seen before because it's comforting. But at the same time, I feel like I should watch something new. You know, like there's mm-hmm. that whole thing. So we sat down the other night and like one of the first movies that popped up was Jumanji. And she was like, do you want to watch this? And I was like, yeah, it was the fastest we'd ever, we've ever made a movie decision. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's not aware, the original Jumanji movie was from 1995. It had Robin Williams in it. And it is about a board game where Robin Williams' character got sucked into the board game and was missing for a long time. And then in 1995, these two kids, one of whom is Kirsten Dunst, (laughs) (laughs) they play the game and try to get him out. But, But what happens is all these jungle animals and things, like they come out of the game and they wreak havoc on the real world. It was apparently based on a book from 1981 by Chris Van Allsburg, which I did not know that. And then there was a related film called Zathura, a space adventure in 2005. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've actually seen that. I've never even heard of that one. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, Kristen Stewart's in that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so then in 2017, they kind of rebooted it. It's a sequel, mm-hmm. but it feels like a reboot. The first one was called Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And then Jumanji, the next level, was released last December. So it's the most recent one. The idea of these ones, instead of a board game, is a video game. So in the first one, these four kids get in detention. (laughs) And they find, they're like cleaning out the AV room or something weird like that. And they find this old video game. And they hook it up, and it sucks them into the game. (laughs) Which is, like, very silly, but that's okay. And the avatars, so the video game characters, there's Dwayne the Rock Johnson, (laughs) Bravestone. So the kid who, like, becomes Bravestone is, his name's Spencer, and he's, he's, like, shy and, like, anxious and not a very cool kid. So then he inhabits this the rock's body (laughs) and like this character is supposed to be like smoldering and like really capable so that's really funny and uh you know it leads to a lot of character growth and stuff and then so another kid they just call him fridge because he's a large football player he inhabits kevin hart's character (laughs) his name is mouse and he's basically there to be the weapons valet for bravestone (laughs) so that's kind of a a role reversal there and then Martha inherits Karen Gillan's character's body, Ruby. And, you know, she, it's kind of the same, very similar to Spencer and Bravestone. You know, she uh, is way more confident and, like, is getting used to, you know, turning heads, being beautiful and stuff like that. So it, it just gives her a lot more confidence. And then what I think is the funniest one... <laughs> Is this girl named Bethany is, you know, really popular and seemingly self-absorbed. And then she, in the game, she is played by Jack Black's character, (laughs) Oberon. (laughs) So, like, it's just really funny to see Jack Black try to act like a, you know, 17-year-old girl. (laughs) And 
It sounds really, really silly off the top of, like, just describing it. But mm-hmm. honestly, like, I didn't have any expectations for this movie. Mm-hmm. Our friend AJ was like, oh, it's so funny. You have to see it. So we sat down and watched it one time when we were together. And it was a lot of fun. And I was like, wow, that was that was so funny. I don't think I've laughed that hard in a movie for a long time. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I should tell you that in the first one, they get sucked into the game and they have to play through the game in order to get out. Mm-hmm. So basically, in the second one, they <laughs> the same thing happens, except in addition to the four <laughs> characters, the four main kids, yeah. there's Danny DeVito as Spencer's grandfather, mm-hmm. and then Danny Glover as his grandfather's friend. Uh-huh. So they get sucked in. So The Rock is now playing Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin Hart is playing Danny Glover. <laughs> oh! And like, I didn't expect this to be as good as the first one because i was just like oh sequels they're usually not that good uh-huh. and i laughed so much oh <laughs> i i just think it's a lot of fun like it's i think i've talked about this a lot you're probably sick of me saying this but <laughs> i right now i just really need funny things that make me happy and a, a couple things i wanted to talk about is for some reason i really like body swap stories <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Freaky Friday and yeah, yeah. there's a whole genre. Yeah, I, I feel like there are more of the, the only one I can think of is Freaky Friday. Yeah. There's other ones. But. There's vice versa and Big is technically a body swap. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I feel like TV shows have had episodes about them. Yes. About that too. There was an episode um, yeah. of Community about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just think it's really funny because, you know, you have one character who is actually another character and Mm -hmm. i think is it has good potential for for humor Mm -hmm. one of the things i i really enjoyed about it from a writing perspective though Mm -hmm. was i think it's a really good example of throwing compiling obstacles into your character's way Mm. so every time the characters are like okay we have to do x they go to do X and then there are like five more things that happen to complicate that. <laughs> yeah. So like as I was watching this, I was like, oh, that's just a really good writing tool that I need to to kind of keep in mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think it's it's really well done. It's funny. It's it's an adventure story. So I think I'm I'm really into adventure stories lately. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I had a lot of fun. I would definitely, definitely recommend it. I kind of honestly want to go back and watch the first one again now. <laughs> Well, I, I saw the original in the theater back in the okay. day, but I have not seen either of these. And it was not because I didn't want to. It just kind of, even though I think they were both very successful, I feel like they were gone before I had a chance to think about going. Okay. Yeah. And I think they came out while I was working on my grad program. So it's hard. Right. It was hard to see movies then anyway. But yeah, I think these could be fun to totally binge maybe all three all together. Because even yeah, even sure. the first one is kind of funny. There's bits that are that are cute. Yeah. Cool. I will check those out. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah, it might be a good antidote to what you're currently watching. <laughs> yeah. Well, I want to mention. I I'll I'll get into that in a second. But I do want to mention briefly that you had covered a movie many many episodes ago, which I finally watched last night. Last night with Mindy Kaling and Emma Thompson. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I did. It was so cute. It's it's not like Jumanji laugh out loud funny, but there, there yeah. were moments that I did laugh out loud. 
Uh, but it's more of like that kind of comedy that's more gentle and, mm-hmm. you know, verbal. And I really liked most of the characters. And yeah, it was really, it was very, very sweet. I thought it was something that sort of struck me that there there are these romance subplots in it. Mm-hmm. But I think the actual, if it almost comes off like a rom-com about a friendship and a mentorship, where Mindy and Emma's characters are the ones who go through the the relationship emotional story arc. Mm. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. So anyway, that was just something. But yeah, to to clumsily transition to what I've actually been binge watching, which is not necessarily healthy, but um <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand how you're doing it. <laughs> so I'm watching The Handmaid's Tale on Hulu, which just to give some background, this is based on the 1985 novel by Canadian author Margaret Atwood. And um, I'm not really going to talk about the novel, uh, but focus instead on the Hulu show. It was adapted into a film in 1990, which I saw that like on video oh. a long time ago. And it's, it's... I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's pretty good. But the TV show is very much one of these, you know, new golden age of television prestige dramas. It's very beautifully shot. It started in 2017. And it's had several seasons, and it's on Hulu, and it's won a bunch of Emmys and stuff. But the basic premise of the TV show is that there's been a second civil war. And you know I love stories about a second American civil war, (laughs) as I have written some myself. But I do, I find the concept kind of interesting. But anyway, and it's a dystopian story that's in a kind of near future uh, where there's been this civil war. And part of the U.S. has turned into a tiny nation called Gilead, where it's a totalitarian society. And there's been this sweeping infertility throughout the whole world. But Gilead is formed as a specific supposed uh, nation to solve the problem of that by putting fertile women into a slavery and forcing them to have the children of important men in their society. And these women are called handmaids. They wear all red with a white hat that looks kind of like a nun habit. Everyone in the country wears uniforms that indicate their role in society. Um, It's all very regimented and it's very, very depressing. Mm -hmm. But parts of the reason that I'm binging it, and I didn't mean to binge it. I one night was like, ugh, I don't know what to watch. And it was late at night. And I was at a loss for something that I could watch by myself and not have my husband be mad that I was watching something without him. <laughs> and I, it's been on my Hulu queue forever. And I was like, ugh, let me just lean into the sorrow right now and just start this <laughs> and see what I think. I don't have to keep going. But the thing is that it is so beautifully shot and so beautifully acted. And the music choices are really good. So I just kind of kept going with it. And I watched maybe one to two episodes a night. And I always, I'm, I'm always making sure to read something a little bit cheerful or even watch something short that's cheerful after I finish an episode of this. <laughs> but there is a kernel of hope in it because some of them do escape. The part of Gilead that they focus on is near, is in the New England area. So it's, it's very easy or not easy because otherwise everyone would leave, but it's not that hard for them to get to Canada to safety. And Canada has become uh, willing to take Gilead refugees. But yeah, the main star is Elizabeth Moss, who's from Mad Men and Top of the Lake. And she's amazing. She plays this woman named June, 
who is like the main handmaid of the title, uh, but it also covers some other handmaids as well as some wives and people in her household. And it's just very, very well done, but it's very, it takes a lot to kind of muster up the courage to start it. Mm -hmm. But then I think that it is so effective and beautiful. And one thing that's interesting is they don't shy away from covering, they, they have flashbacks to their lives before Gilead. And that's where there are moments of lightness and hope of seeing, you know, what normalcy was like. And then often at the end of the episode, they play like, it's not always, but very frequently, it's like a punk song by female musicians. And it's, I think, a deliberate choice to be showing the idea of surging feminism and resistance and and also holding on to what life was like before this happened as well. So often they will end on a stinger that that does show you a glimmer of hope. So it's not all pure tragedy. It There are some moments of of hope and levity even, and recovery too. So, but I will say it's, it's hard to watch a lot of it. And there's been a couple episodes where I just cry. <laughs> so, oh, <geez. laughs> so I don't know, some people, some people's coping mechanism during the pandemic may be to be purely distracted. And I do do plenty of that, trust me. But at times, it's also I think one of the one of the compelling things about watching this right now is that it does make now in real life seem not as bad as this. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it's not. I mean. Yeah, right. But okay. I don't know how that's. I mean, I can see how that's comforting. Sure. It's a little. Co- I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure when I, <laughs> when I finish this, I'm not going to be eager to, to get into it. I'm going to find something much happier to watch. But yeah, it's. <laughs> that's That's good. Wow. Did this come out in 2017? Yeah, the first season did, and it's still okay. going on, yeah. I mean, I'd heard good things about it, but I started watching it around the time it came out, and I think I only made it three episodes, uh-huh. because it is, it's very dark, and it's very hard, and I can't imagine, like, I was having trouble with it a couple years ago, I don't know, I can't imagine trying to watch it again now. Yeah. <laughs> I think that'd be really hard. Again, there's there's a certain leaning into something quality that I'm probably feeling, but... yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. Not everyone listening is going to want to rush out and start watching this right now, for sure. But that's okay. And that's okay. But it is also very well done. And if you're feeling like, I want to be, I want to feel better about my own life, this is one way to do that. (laughs) I could see how it could be a little bit cathartic, too. Yes. Because, like you said, you've, you've cried through episodes. And sometimes... You know, sometimes I feel like I need to cry, but I, it's hard. So then, yeah, if, sometimes if I watch something that I know will make me cry, it's a lot easier. And you kind of just get that all out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. Well, two different approaches. Yes. And I think that your approach is probably a little better. And I'm going to watch these Jumanji <laughs> movies. <laughs> I hope you like them. Thank I you. am glad you liked Late Night. Yes, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, next time we'll be talking about more great pop culture stuff. So stay tuned. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And you can find both of us together on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. If you want to email both of us, you can do that at positivelypopculture at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.
Stay healthy and safe, and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop.